Oops. Okay, we are just having a few little technical issues, so give us a minute and we will be right with you. So welcome everybody to Self Cell Care, and um, we are so excited uh, to uh, share with you today about demystifying energy healing. And um, really, I, what I think we need to demystify first is how to use Instagram through Streamyard because <laughs> it's it's so much fun to do this. I'm just going to tell you now. Um, and from, for uh, those of you uh, that were intending, who are maybe on YouTube, but um, Facebook. Um, was not able to run it. Um, so what I've done is I've put the YouTube link in the Facebook group for um, for shifting mindset for uh, to reclaim your health and of course on the main channel. So um, but today, yeah, so I have here uh, Dr. Robert uh, Cyprian and we met in uh, Florida in Miami and he is an amazing uh, person, an amazing healer, and he's got a pretty kick butt story, right? That uh, I'm in, uh, excited to have you all listen to. So without further ado, let me bring on Dr. Robert Cyprian. How are you? Hey there. Thank you. I'm great. How are you doing today? I'm really good. And um, it's interesting. The last two times I've, I've uh, connected this, uh, Facebook just goes down. <laughs> I'm like, okay, but we've got five different platforms that we're working with. So, which uh, reminds me, let me just uh, get Podbean going. So we're also, um, yeah, so Podbean is also not having fun. <laughs> That's Mercury retrograde for you, is it not? Sure. Okay. So, and actually this is okay, because this is being recorded on StreamYard. And so we'll upload it to Podbean and it'll be available for everyone on every podcast channel available. So wherever you listen to your podcast, tune into Self Cell Care. All right. Let's do this. Tell us, um, tell me the story. You were a gang member, right? You want to start with that one? Because I want, I want people to know how you got into being a doctor of chiropractic and energy healing and that entire path and the spiritual awakening. Because you were 20, right? When this happened, you said? Well, I, uh, I had a big intervention from the universe in my um, probably early 20s. Mm -hmm. And um, growing up as a kid, I was always kind of mystically inclined. I had a lot of body out-of-body out experiences. I was very intuitive, lots of lucid dreaming and stuff like that. Then in my teens, I started kind of getting into uh, just what was in my environment growing up in Queens, New York. So I started hanging out these guys that kind of developed into a gang, like drug dealing, graffiti, gang fights, shootings, you know, getting beat up by police, arrests, all sorts of different stuff. So I was just, your parents were excited about. Well, <laughs> sarcasm. Not necessarily, but so my father 
was somebody who used to do work for the Hells Angels in New York. So I grew up with that also. I used to have the former president of the Hells Angels over my house for Sunday dinner and stuff like that and everything. So I grew up in this environment and it's all I knew. I didn't know any better or just that was my life, you know, and I found out when I got older, oh, like everyone didn't grow up with stuff like this. Okay, that's weird. Well, um, so you, I, actually, I recall this conversation now because I think I reciprocated by sharing that we had the mafia up the street and Big Tuna, you know, like. I'm not going to use the last names in case, because I went to high school with some of them. So, uh -huh. <laughs> um, but yeah. Oh, I forgot. I forgot about that part that you're about your dad. So yeah, keep going. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, I kept things pretty chill with my parents once in a while. I got brought home by the police or whatever, this and that. But um, <clears throat> I was always kind of growing up as the good boy. And also in like my crew, my gang, I was the good boy. I didn't like fighting. I didn't like doing illegal stuff that was going on, except the graffiti. I got really into the graffiti. That was a big thing for me. Back in the nineties, I was internationally known as a graffiti artist, like through magazines, through videos, through the news and stuff like that. And just through kind of word of mouth, um, just writing graffiti in New York City. So for me, that was something that kind of, because um, I was I was kind of like a runt with the gang and stuff like that, but the graffiti made me someone, something special. So I kind of clung on to that a lot. But then I had a spiritual intervention. Um, a lot of things happen. I always have intuitive hits about get out of here. Don't be there. Don't go there. And just kind of knew there was some some guidance going on. But at one point, I'm hanging out with a bunch of my friends and everyone's like stupid high and stuff like that and we're play fighting like about i don't know eight of us like pushing each other around play fighting and this like catholic father like with the you know the um the the, the collar and everything walks around the corner very calmly walks into the middle of our whole group and he starts lecturing all of us and he points to me at the end and said something like you got to really get your life path together you got to get directed to where you're going to go and it's very important for you. And he like looked literally through me. Like I felt like he looked into my soul oh, and just I know that. freaked me out. And all my friends were just like, they just like froze too. And they're watching this guy and like, what the heck? And then he just walked away and walked around the corner. And they, all my friends start laughing like, what the heck was that? And I'm, I was like, I, I was in a state of shock just for some reason. And I walked around the corner to see where this guy's going. And I walked around the corner, there's no one there. Like the street was just empty, <laughs> no yeah. cars, no, so, no Yeah, and so I get that completely because we we have that here <laughs> in our in our home, right? And um, God shows up, right? Spirit shows up, um, and it you know I I'm not a a fan of telling people what God you're supposed to follow, right? It's like that. But um, when he does, it strikes you in a way that's undeniable. Mm -hmm. And you become someone different than what you or who you thought you were before. And there's something that just makes you unstoppable because that's who you are. You're unstoppable. 
Tell me about what that looked like for you and what happened afterwards. Well, after that, um, I kept trying to get out of the neighborhood with, you know, girlfriends or things that would kind of pull me away from the gang of friends I had. Mm -hmm. And um, at one point within six months, I got dumped by my girlfriend. I lost my job. My father was killed. And I'm just like, I am leaving New York. I'm getting out of here. Mm -hmm. And I had an idea about becoming a sports doctor and I was looking at chiropractic already and I was going to, go to school in Connecticut at the time because oh, it's close to New York. I can come back down on the weekends. But after all those three things happened in six months, I'm like, no, nope, I'm going across the country to Los Angeles to get away from all this. So I'm just leaving. Yeah, so that set me on my path to Los Angeles to go to school. And after I had another little intervention there and kind of almost got locked up, I got put in the L.A. gang task force files within the first three months of being in L.A. I'm like, all right, I got to stop hanging out with these people that I know. I'm just going to focus on school and people that I'm meeting in school. So I, I cut out all the graffiti, the gangs and everything for like 15 years and just focused on school. And I was blessed to have synchronicities with some of the most amazing mentors I could have met that were way outside of chiropractic into energy medicine, medicine of the mind, um, all these other like kinesiology, muscle testing techniques, energy techniques, mental, emotional techniques. So I was learning like some stuff in school, but every weekend I was like learning all these other post-grad things already, kind of as much as I could absorb, as much as I could do. Who are some of your mentors? The first one was Dr. Howard Cohn. He's lectured around the world, all sorts of circuits and stuff like that. He's very big into applied kinesiology, neuroemotional technique, quantum quantum kinesiology, a lot of different things, quantum neurology. Um, then there was like Scott Walker from Neuroemotional Technique, um, the late and great Dr. Victor Frank, who developed total body modification, and then Dr. Timothy, Timothy Francis, who is um, really breaking down some of these other kind of methods into just quick, these are the basics, this is easy, just kind of taking things and turbocharging it all for doctors to learn. So I went through this whole thing of kind of the holistic chiropractor education for years. And by the time I graduated school, four years after moving to Los Angeles, or no, six years after moving to Los Angeles, I had to finish up undergrad out there. Um, I moved to Portland, Oregon, and then I started getting into the spiritual work out there. So I started having those synchronicities with my spiritual teachers starting in Portland, Oregon. Wow. And so when you think about the most transformational aha moment that you had after the first spiritual awakening, <laughs> meaning under these masters, like we're, you know, training and learning from these masters, what was it that, that really stuck with you the first time? What's that aha moment? Back then it was, um, I mean, I think it was my own healing because I was extremely sick, had like autoimmune diseases, like um, irritable bowel, like I'd eat something and the food would go through me in 20 minutes and I'd be shot for the day. I couldn't function in school. I couldn't concentrate. Like um, my last semester, so my first year of school, the last semester, the third semester, I had to gauge 
like, all right, I need to take my finals. What do I need to pass? I said, this wants to drive me to school just so I can pass my final and I'm going back home. Like I was so screwed up health wise. And um, I went to this doctor, Timothy Francis in Las Vegas, and um, he worked on me. And at the time I was living in Los Angeles, I drove to Las Vegas. I walked outside his office after he worked on me after for an hour and a half. The sky was bluer. The grass was greener. My body felt 50 pounds lighter. I was able to walk effortlessly. It felt like I was gliding when I was walking. It's like my whole, um, my vibratory rate of my whole being like increased. And I drove home that night to my girlfriend at the time. I walk in the door and she's doing the dishes. She nearly dropped the dish because she's like, what happened to you? I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, your face is different. Your body is different. What do you do to you? I'm like, I don't know what he did to me. All I know is I'm a different person. So and I started learning from him. He was my first big mentor that, um, number one, saved my life because of all the toxins from, I guess, spray paint and drugs and, you know, vaccinations and all that oops, stuff when I was younger. Um, Spirit juice. Yes. He like just helped me get above all that and taught me how to eat right, drink water, take care of myself so these things don't kind of keep reoccurring. So he was the what year, first- What year was that, Dr. Robert? That was about 98, 98, 99. Mm -hmm. You know, it's an interesting, that's when I got misdiagnosed, but there were so many GMOs that had entered the marketplace prior to that, right? Mm -hmm. And we all don't understand what's happening to us. And we don't understand why our body's rejecting like yeah. the food yeah and because it was done under the radar mm -hmm. and you know i was in school i was eating as cheap as possible and yeah yeah as we all do i mean uh i'll be the first one to tell you that my you know i would have uh you know shakes protein shakes that were good and then before my workouts it was a hostess ho-hos ding dongs or twinkies um <laughs> I would go out for uh, a pizza at some toxic place and split it with my girlfriend. And then macaroni and cheese was my staples, 33 cents a box. Right. So um, actually it wasn't even that expensive back then. <laughs> right. Um, so when you're in school, you're counting pennies. Right. And we don't know that we either pay now or pay for it later mm -hmm. right so so um you know i'm very familiar with applied kinesiology maybe some people are not um and then there's also variations of ak right mm -hmm. so I, I don't are you familiar with dr sunshine and his uh, ak chronic or no no there's yeah. so many different branches out there it's like it's such you just get creative and kind of just yeah, go in any direction you want. And that's the beauty of it, you know? So tell me about your version. My version, I just kind of, what I learned from my mentors, you know, through the years, just put together for a lot of guidance from um, Dr. Timothy Francis. I put together kind of just what works for me. And um, right now I, I've kind of come back around to simplicity. Um, I don't work in person with too many people right now. I'm just kind of working more at a distance with people, doing things energy work-wise and stuff like that. Because, um, you know, I figured out that, you know, you go through this education in life and my career, figuring out all these things I'm fixing, fixing the spine, fixing more organs, fixing, fixing emotions. 
I really should get to a place and you figure out everything's just energy. And the energy right. is only not working well because you're cut off from the source. And so that's like the simplicity of it all. Yeah, and it's stuck energy. So how do you, I mean, I, I do most of my work is remote as well. And so how do you, um, why don't you demystify energy healing for us? Let's go there since now we kind of have an idea about sure. where came from. Well, I mean, it, it goes back to, it goes back to science. It goes back to physics. It goes back to, um, you know, whatever. This glass is made of molecules. It's hard on the outside. There's water on the inside. There's some air in there too, but these are all just molecules that break down to atoms, which break down to smaller subatomic particles. Mm -hmm. And, this is what the whole universe is made of is these subatomic particles, which are that there's like no matter there. It's just a spinning energy. And that's right. what makes either the density or the permeability of whatever the substance is. Mm -hmm. The thing is our mind directs all those particles. I mean, there's a simple experiment. You could very easily Google. There's thousands of web pages about it and videos and everything. The double slit experiment. The double slip. Yeah, double slit experiment. Okay, should I look it up? Is there a short video we can show? People? There's, there's many, many videos, but I can explain it very easily. Okay. They take an electron gun and they shoot electrons through two slits and it goes to a photographic wall in the back and it creates okay. like a, um, it creates a wave pattern, like, you know, like kind of just a bunch of different waves, kind of like you throw a rock in the pond and create like all these waves. Yes. Um, and then what they would do, they're like, all right, let's examine how these electrons go through these two slits. And this is a very boiled down version of this experiment. So they put a little sensor there to observe the electrons going through the slits. And when they put the sensor there to observe them, all of a sudden the electrons would go straight through the two slits and just create two lines instead of a whole wave pattern. Is that accurate what we're looking at right here? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But when they take the sensor, when they turn the sensor back off that observes it, it goes back to a normal wave pattern again. So your focus on energy alters energy. And there's many other experiments. Well, because, because we are energy. Yeah, but our consciousness has control over our, our world. So that's our external environment, but also our internal environment. Our consciousness has a control over our internal environment, you know. Positive emotions about health, about well-being, about happiness, about manifesting, whatever. We can create our own health to change inside. And also we can change the world outside of us to change by our conscious observation of it. Would so you like to explain, because um, I, I think what is really helpful is um, Masuro Emoto's water experiment. Oh, yeah. Would you, do you feel like that would be a good thing to share with people so they could better understand energy? Sure. I can pull up some pictures. Okay. Yeah. So every thought has an energy pattern. Every word creates an energy pattern. All right. So what Dr. Emoto did, he found when you freeze water, it creates a nice little crystal on top of the water as it's starting to freeze like a snowflake. If you put a nice word there, like love or gratitude, um, um, just something that's like a positive word. It creates a beautiful kind of ice structure. If you put something in there like hate or greed or something like that, like a negative word, it creates an asymmetrical pattern in the ice when it freezes. Mm -hmm. 
so you can see how positive brings up more beauty through matter and negative brings up more um, asymmetry and just kind of not beautiful structures through matter when it, it's applied. Yeah. And so um, one of the things that I do here um, on our water filters, um, I imprint the, uh, I, I print out like love, you know, gratitude, all these high vibration words, and they are all over our water filtration system. Uh -huh. um, in addition to structuring the water by running frequencies over the longitude and the latitude of the home, mm -hmm. right? And so, um, and, you know, perhaps, I mean, because this is so important for people to understand that they can shift because... Here's the other thing, and I'll just close that off. Um, what percent of our body's water? Yeah. What what percent? About 70, right? Uh, like, well, uh, you know, it depends, like 70, 80, something like that. Yeah, it depends um, on how many, how many ounces of this you're drinking, right? Yeah. Mm. And also, you got to think about your food. I mean, if you also, you know, that's why a lot of cultures just naturally, they always kind of say a word before they eat their meal. They take a, a moment. They kind of shift their energy. They bless their meal just by kind of giving thanks for it. And that, you know, literally blesses the food you're going to eat. Every morning I put energy into my water or just energy work or what I want to create for myself and my day and everything in the first glass of water I drink every day. So you can heal the things in your environment before you put them in your body, but you can also heal your body and you can heal your outside world too, all the same way. It's, it's by your intent of your consciousness. Yes. Um, so I just love this conversation. So, and it, and it's, there's so much to it, right? So I know in many cultures, they pray before they eat for a multitude of reasons. It also prepares our own body to receive mm -hmm. the food, right? Parasympathetic nervous system, yeah. Yep. And we can... Um, change, I don't want to say change the DNA, maybe that's correct, maybe that's not, but um, we can shift the energy on the food, meaning one of the reasons uh, I have cut back, I'm not vegan, but I've cut back on meat. Um, our meat intake is probably anywhere between six to eight percent of our diet, right, which is not a lot in comparison to the rest of the world. Um, because when you slaughter an animal, those cortisol levels go up and then you're consuming those cortisol, that cortisol and cortisol is a stress hormone. And so for me, we, we pray and we pray in, with the intention of bringing love into the food that we're consuming so that we're consuming love and not stress. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's made a huge difference for us in conjunction, of course, using the frequencies that we use here. Um, but explain to people, if you would, because I know you're, I think you're an expert on this, on structured water. Yeah, so. Because it's energy, right? I mean. <laughs> this, is, this is the thing. So. Uh, you know, you ever see spirit science, all the spiritual educational cartoons? 
so I don't watch TV. So uh, they're, they're on YouTube. They're on YouTube. Okay, so I've not seen it. Yeah, so there's this whole collection of cartoons that go over spiritual concepts very quick, very easy. And they're, they're great, like cartoons, like just really quick. You can watch all these different things on cartoon animated to help you get all these spiritual concepts. And they made one about water, which me, I never thought about this before, but they go over water. Water, sure, you know, it comes down from the rain. It's going through the brooks, the streams, the rivers, whatever. It comes up from an aquifer from under the ground. But our modern water, even if it's pure, even if it's clean, it gets shoved through these metal or plastic pipes at right angles. And that just beats up the water and it changes the vibratory rate of real of real water from nature. But they can go through all these kind of metal or plastic pipes being closed off and, you know, run through. This is a babbling brook. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, if you just give time and you, you, if you don't want to do energy work and you do some energy work of just kind of love or whatever you want to create for that water, it will change the structure of the water back to a very um, usable and healthy medium for your body. And, you know, as we said before, every one of our cells is filled with water. We need water in our cells. So, yeah. And that makes up our whole being. Yeah. So my husband and I were in Blue Ridge, Georgia. For the like for about eight or nine days, like, I don't even know. I, I I went into mush brain, so I don't know. <laughs> and we went hiking in the mineral springs in Blue Ridge, and it was really just amazing to see the babbling brooks. Mm -hmm. And not that I haven't seen them before, but the you know as an empath and a intuitive. I could literally feel the difference in the water going down the stream. Yeah. I could feel the goodness. Yeah. And so for those people who are who watch this either now or later, who are maybe thwarted by this thing called energy, right? I want to do an exchange. <laughs> Let's exchange the word energy for prayer. Do you pray? If you pray, that's a form of energy, is it not? Mm -hmm. And when you're in need of God's wisdom, you pray to God. And all of a sudden you're hearing, you or we know it's hearing, but you have an idea. You kind of don't know where it came from, but you got a solution to that problem. Yep. And so I feel it's our divine right to hear God. Do you teach people how to hear God? If that's what they want. If that's what they want. I mean, some people are just like, just fix me. And some people are like, I need to get control over my life. I want to create things in my life. And then I, you know, I do some more hand holding and bring them through some deeper work to be able to start to see things and feel things the way I do, or maybe even better than I do. Right. Because if they're younger than you, uh, these yeah. new souls that are coming in that are actually older souls, you're just yeah. basically activating what's already there, uh -huh. right? So they might be better than you, but they still need you because they you need to activate and move that stuck energy, right? Yeah. yeah. It's a beautiful thing. It is. And, you know, it could be very simple. It's just you have to have awareness and, and you have to just give out the right things to the world and you receive the right things back. Mm -hmm. um, one of the latest people that I've, you know, learned from and had some experience with is this woman, Sasha Cobra, 
uh, Netflix did a show on her and I, I went to a couple of her retreats, which are like two weeks long. And the, what it all boils down to is she teaches you to be present, to just be present in your body and to come from love. And you don't have to do a thing. People around you will start changing once you get in this space. So there's no like technique to it. It's a being. It's she learned you how to really be how we're truly meant to be, how we're born to get back to that, you know? Thank you for saying that because that's really what it's all about. And I'm glad because that demystifies it completely. So people think it's all this special work. I'm like, honestly, you have more training than I do. You you do. You, you trained under masters. I trained under some masters after I became a quantum energy healer because <laughs> I'm like, well, maybe I should have some verbiage, you know, <laughs> you know, maybe I should have some, some language to go with that, you know? <laughs> and, um, the, the thing is, is that, you know, like you, I had a health journey. Mine lasted two decades. Um, and as I came out of it, I learned about the power of sound frequency to do a reset on the neural network of the brain, right? Um, and it puts a brain in a theta state. And because I was using it so often, um, my journey to being the calm, right? Being the Zen girl, right? <laughs> um, fast forwarded because I just lost triggers. Like I just wasn't triggered. Um, I just learned there was always a solution and that the energy would pass, which was probably the most important thing that my um, my doctor of psychology explained to me, uh, you know, cause I had bad moments. And um, she said, but it all passes, energy mm -hmm. passes. And I think that's an important message that we can share with people. Cause you've had bad moments, have you not? Every day. Every day. Right? But you 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 breathe through it. How do you breathe through it? Uh, so number one, most important thing is I allow myself to feel it, to fully experience it. All right. Because if you don't fully experience it and you just, oh, I can't deal with that right now. Let me shove that back there. We're shoving it into our shadow, which is this like kind of little backpack we have that just builds up a negative energy. If that thing gets big enough and strong enough, it will literally kill us. Mm -hmm. So if you experience it, you process it and it doesn't get stored. So I experience it and I might experience something negative so bad that I will be shaking and like can't talk for a few moments. But then it, it starts just de depleting. It just it just it melts away. And then I decide what do I want now that I created a vacuum in myself and I'll bring in whatever I do want to feel after I got that out. What do you mean? I know what you mean, but what do you mean by you've created a vacuum in yourself? So because if there was something there you're feeling, it's an energy within you. Mm -hmm. And if you process that and it's gone to like maybe a little you know molecule and it's gone, well, now you have an open space in you and instead of just letting something fill that up, decide what do you want for yourself right now? What do you want in your life today? Fill that space up with what you choose to have. 
take life actively than defaultly by what it's going to give you. You know, you go listen to the news or listen to your friend, you get some negative thing, it fills that space up. Well, there you go. Now there's your anxiety for later, you know, or whatever. Right, right. And so it's living on purpose and living with intention is what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And, and I, you know, and then the other thing that you said is that you feel your feelings and, yeah. you know, um, I don't know how old you are. I'm 60. And my brothers were not taught to feel their feelings. So like I was born in the 60s, right? 63. And that is harmful to human DNA. Yeah. You want to explain what happens when you don't feel your feelings? Well, you start closing off parts of yourself. Mm -hmm. You start compartmentalizing parts of yourself. You start splitting into these, all these different alternate personalities too. Because if these things don't get resolved, well, part of you just splits off because you don't want to deal with that part. Mm -hmm. And you oh, you're are fractured. You're, you're fractured, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then also you're not receptive to the subtleties of energy and the world and what's going around you because you're closed off to feeling things like I don't want to feel things like block it all out, you know. Um, but the more you feel, the more you get these little subtle energies, you could walk into a room and know what's going on in that room. You know, you could yes. sense things that are happening thousands of miles away from you. You know, because you have these subtleties that um, you're 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 now aware of because you want to be aware of everything, the good and the bad that shows up. Right, because those signals are critically important for our survival and our mm. and and not just survive really, but to thrive. Mm. Um, I remember when I woke up a few like four years into it. I, I had it that there was a bomb going off and it did go off and it went off. Um, we moved the energy from a, a, a non-safe place to a safe place for it to go off. Cause there was like the same energy, but you just, we, we, we quashed the energy. Cause like, you know, there were a lot of kids around and um, I was with a master healer. Like he's, he's an amazing shaman. Um, uh, one of my teachers. And um but we want to feel our feelings. And so if you're listening to this and you've been told that you are not allowed to cry because you're a man or for whatever reason, you know, um, mm. I would say there's an opportunity to shift your mindset, <laughs> right? How do you coach people to that? Because you, you coach people all over the world, right? So how yeah. do you coach people to that? Uh, well, if, if, if we find something to be addressed, I ask them, go back to that time and feel it. Feel what it felt like. Feel it so it's uncomfortable. Feel it so that it makes you not happy. Feel it so you feel your body actually changing inside. You visually feel change. And as they're doing that, I'll help them kind of move the energy off a little bit from the outside while they're processing the inside. And when we both kind of laser focus from both ends, it just, phew, it just, it just melts. It's just a beautiful thing. And then, you know, we fill it up with something of a greater vibration, a higher vibration or whatever they want to move forward with that. And there's a great book that kind of teaches people how to do this on their own. It's by David R. Hawkins. He's the author of Power Versus Force. I love but this, this book is called um, Letting Go, The Pathway to Surrender. That's yeah. the top 
that's the top book I recommend to people to just work on themselves with. Yeah. So um, I have um, his list of consciousness here on yeah. my wall. And then the other thing I like is um, the four agreements, uh, Miguel yeah. Ruiz, right? So he, um, I have that on my wall. I was looking for the book. You probably saw me uh, looking the other way because, you know, um, you know, it's important that, uh, that we can learn, I mean, learn those four agreements, understanding what energy or what moods are, what part, how they play a role in our, in our, um, road to enlightenment, right. And how, and how, how, I mean, and when you understand that if you are, I mean, I mean, I, I want to pull out a good example or at least a decent example. Um, I have a friend and he, uh, at work was experiencing somebody who was very divisive. So that person was creating divisiveness, okay, in the environment, in the work environment. And what I try to explain to this friend of mine is that if it's showing up for you, like you're like it's in you, <laughs> right? If it's bugging you, you got it. <laughs> right. <laughs> if it's bugging you, if it's triggering you, you got it. And, you know, you can take a look at where it's at and clear that, right? And re like you said, that leaves a, a hole or a gap of, you know, of, you know where it ha where it was housed in your body, where it was, what cells, and, and sometimes it's all those cells or a little bit of each cell, whatever. And, and then replace it with something that you feel is empowering. And mm -hmm. I would add to that, include God's light, you know, along oh, yeah. with whatever empowerment that you want to include. You just got to realize that God's light is everything. That's that's all there is is God's light. Yeah, I, I, but I think sometimes it's 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 helpful for people to have a concept. Sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like you know, com instead of divisiveness, community. Yeah. Right. And God's light. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but they want something to so that they have when they see it in themselves, they have a go to. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's something I use to power charge my affirmations. I first kind of get in the mode of I am, I am God through physical form. I am everything the universe is through my physical form. And then I speak as God. And then I say my affirmations as if God is saying them through me. And it's just like super, super concentrated affirmation, you know? Yeah. And so that is just so cool. I want to go back to when God showed up and, you know, you looked around the corner and he wasn't there. I mean, that's just, I mean, do you, do you still have people or energy forms uh, visit you, if you will? Yeah. So when I was just getting started in practice, like two years in practice, like I had my own office for the first time and getting a little bit cocky with things. I had one of my regular patients come in, she sits down, she's like, Dr. Cyprian, I got to tell you something. I have breast cancer. Mm -hmm. And she starts going through every, her diagnosis, everything she's going to do, all the treatment she's going to do. And I'm not listening to her. 
I'm getting my rebuttal ready in my head for what I'm telling her she's going to do. Right, right. And in there, by the way, yeah. <laughs> and then just appeared in back of her with its arm, its arm around her shoulders, about eight feet tall. Um, just the most beautiful opalescent angel I ever like. It just it, in real life, it showed up in my office, like with its arm around her, and it just communicated to me. You're going to let her do what she needs to do, and you're going to help her. And I was just like, wow. Like, it, it, was, it was a little like a God smack. Like, yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. So that, that I mean, <laughs> and I've had, yeah, other experiences, but yeah, just, you know, it, it just, without warning, just shows up. And yeah. And I've had internal journey like that too like with, with no drugs no plant medicine just meditation when um in 2020 in the middle of the pandemic the first one of those sasha cobra retreats i went to um we were workshopping about four days into it and she just gently touched my earlobes just just so gently touched them and i imploded into light and i felt love that was so powerful and strong that it was it terrified me. Like I was dying. I was in such terror because of love, the love I was feeling. I felt I was never going to exist anymore because the love was so strong and potent. And I went through this 45 minute internal journey, but it was terrifying. I cried for like two weeks afterwards, but it was pure love. I felt like then the beauty, the beauty, like just this journey I went on it, it was like, you know, so far in my whole spiritual life of, you know, like 30 years diving into spirit in an organized way, that was the most profound experience I ever had. And my whole external life just started falling like dominoes after that. Everything started changing really quick. And that's when I had to leave D.C. I had a nice practice there. I moved to Florida. So everything started changing really quick after that. The power of love is unrecognizable do you agree i don't even know what it is yet i mean that's as much as i could experience without physically dying i'm sure there's much more i'm sure i can't even comprehend what it is that that's my point mm -hmm. like we don't we don't know as earthlings because <laughs> yeah. we're so busy protecting our hearts and keeping a shield up you know, you haven't met my bird. And uh, if I could, I'd bring her down, but um, not today's show. <laughs> uh, she's on the show a lot, you know. Her name is Fagala. And back in 2020, um, I took a picture of her. And as I took the picture, some energy form came through, put a... Um, a black line going down her breast. Now, it wasn't there. <laughs> but when I took the picture, it showed up. And that's when I started to realize that she was a griffin and that she was here as my guide, her and Tinkerbell. Um, Tinkerbell is actually the older soul. Um, not as talkative, but certainly the older soul. And the reason after much meditation 
for that line going down the chest was to start with heart. Hmm. And it's been the message ever since. And yesterday it became so profound and I got so clear on how we're so guarded mm -hmm. that we don't really understand love. Yeah. And we speak with an untamed tongue because we don't realize, even though we think we do, how harmful we can be. And I proceeded to do a prayer. And the prayer removed gently from anybody who wanted it energetically, the suit of armor around the heart. And I requested that spirit do it in layers so that people could gently open their heart and not be so shocked when they got real love. Because mm -hmm. <clears throat> I'll tell you, I don't know what real love is. And I'll be the first to tell you, but go ahead. I think that you have a huge message here to tell us about love. Please. And it's you know, Valentine's Day, but go anyway. <laughs> um, two days ago, go to a coffee shop and um, this woman comes in for a beautiful Labradoodle. And this dog is so excited. This dog is just, everything's in wonder. It's tail's going a mile a minute. It wants to smell and be with everybody. It's just pure loving energy. Mm -hmm. But she would keep like yanking it to sit and tell her, oh, no, don't pet it. Don't pet. Don't pet her. I'm trying to train her. Don't pet her. Don't pet her. She's trying to close her off to the orgasmicness of love, a state that it's in. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's a child. When a child's born or even when it's still in the womb, it is pure love. And then slowly it's told, no, sit down. No, be quiet. No, do this. No, do that. No, behave. It, we start systematically shutting down how we could experience love in the children because they have to conform to society. So that's how we have this, you know, layered up like protection mechanisms. And we can't even feel who we really are meant to be inside because we, we were literally trained from the day we're born to shut all that down. Do you know Tom Whitmire? No. Oh, you need to meet him. He talks about that. Like when the baby's born, it's optimal birth solutions. He's yeah. been on my podcast a few times. So uh, I'll send you those videos because you all should connect. You have a ball talking. Sounds, sounds good. Actually, yeah, we should I mean, probably have the three, both of you on the show together is what we should do. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we got we got to unwind as life goes. We get, you know if we're doing what me and you are doing with our own healing, self healing. Yeah, you got to unwind, unwind, and you find mentors that can help you too. And just every day in life's like, all right, where am I going today? What's happening to me today? What am I going to experience today? And just be excited about every day's your next step, next step, next step. Well, yeah, and, and here's a really important message. So. When we feel stuck, and we all do at some point in time, pray for direction. Yeah. Look, Mercury's retrograde. It's been a little tough. Everyone I've talked to, it's been a little tough, right? 
And so I prayed for direction for the thing that I needed. And lo and behold, it popped up on my feed on Instagram. And I'm usually not even on Instagram, <laughs> right? And this, the, it's not like an easy solution. It's going to take work on my part. But I have two processes to experience so that I can get, you know, basically so I can get to Rome. Mm -hmm. right because we're all we're all trying to get to rome so to speak right and i think that there's also that element of or the expectation that we should have perfection you want to talk about how great perfection is for us or having the expectation of perfection well our only perfection is our spiritual self that's the only perfection there is no perfection in this world in this world perfection is realizing there's no perfection and just roll with it every day and keep going that's perfection in this world but our only perfection is the spirit that we are our greater self that we can't even comprehend that's the only perfection totally um so teddy says i'm reading power versus force um for the second time right now, Kinesiology 101. Do you know that book? I don't. Yeah, so power versus force, that's what changed my life after I started work with the applied kinesiology doctors. Because from Dr. Hawkins' point of view, oh, you can muscle test energetic levels of things mm -hmm. and know what you should pursue in life or not. You could test the energetic level of a book. You could test the energetic level of a politician. Oops. Uh oh, you could test the energetic level of a company or of a car you want to buy or whatever. And you see where it is on, on a scale of consciousness. It's made from a, or if it exhibits a higher consciousness or a lower consciousness. And I that, that gives you, it, gives you, it gives you a spiritual map to your whole world. And I started living life from that of checking everything I'm going to do, everyone I'm going to associate myself with, what my plans are, what I'm going to fill my mind with, I started making sure it was above a certain level in that realm of consciousness. And it pulled me up from the, the dark, dark energies that I was in. Yeah. So that's so huge. Um, first of all, thank you for saying that. I muscle test everything, like what I'm going to eat, how I make my smoothie that morning, what ingredients need to go in. Do I need lion's mane or chaga? Do I need cordyceps? Do I need to, you know, put in the mushroom plant paste powder or do I need to use, you know, more uh, collagen, you know, <laughs> and, and, and how many minerals do I need today? You know, so, <laughs> you know, and so I muscle test all of that. I muscle test who I accept on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. I don't let anybody into my field. I could probably have more followers and whatever, but you know, I don't want to open the field to um, energy that's not going to fuel my growth mm -hmm. and make my heart sing. Yeah. So uh, my husband says, and you there Calhoun, uh, he says, we all need to open our hearts. Yes, society trains us to shut ourselves down. It's, it's, it's a real thing. It's a real thing. What do you have to say more? Anything else you want to say about that? 
you know, it's just, healing is a lifestyle. You know, you don't just do one thing, you're healed. Just don't do the Oprah Deepak meditation for a week and you're healed. Like healing is a lifestyle. It's a daily thing. It's a daily way of looking mm -hmm. at life. And our journey is to get back to who we really are and whatever the other, you know, accessories are with that along the way that is for our personal lives. But so, yeah, it's a lifestyle. Yeah. Um, I think that understanding um, that it's a lifestyle, that we have the power to shift energy. And so if something's not working for you, like, like if you can sense that you have, which it's not, I'll just use you and I as an example. It doesn't exist. Let's say you had negative, uh, a negative thought from me, right? Or I had a negative thought from you because I'll talk about what I would do, okay? What I'll do is I'll clear the energy on that and then I'll send you love and grace. Just send you love and grace because I don't even, I don't have to know what it is. Yeah. It's actually sometimes just none of my business, right? Because mm -hmm. I don't need to know. It, it, it may it likely has nothing to do with me, which is and the four agreements. Don't take anything personally. I had to work on that one a long time, and I still work on it. But I'm so much better. Good. Um, but sending love and grace. Yeah. Yeah, I do something similar, and I forget if it comes from Greg Braden. Or from um, John Randolph Price. I forget which one it came from. But anyway, they have just a, a blessing like visualization. So anyone's kind of, even if, if, if you want to bless somebody, whether they're sending you bad stuff, a blessing is offensive. It, it, it negates any bad energy coming toward you. Or you could just bless someone because they need it or because they are in a good place. So you bless anyone for any reason. But send that person blessing. Visualize them in their mind's eye. Ask God, bless this person in the highest and best way. And visualize the change in your mind's eye of when they're blessed. Notice what changes in them. Because when you witness, when you visualize and you witness a change, you're actually witnessing their God shifting who they are. Yes. And that's how I do a lot of healing. I visualize the change and then the healing happens because I visualized it already. So, and this is just your imagination. So you bless somebody. Watch God bless them, see how they change, and then ask God, now bless me, and visualize how you change. And then another important part, because, you know, in life, there's so much other energy that comes to us. Ask for everybody that's witnessed for you, too, everyone that knows you, too, that who you know or not, just a circle of them around you, too, and ask for all of them to be blessed, too. And then oh, I do that all the time. Yeah. yeah. So I, when I first started, really doing the deep dive on my energy work, I would do blessings for my family. They didn't know it. Uh -huh. Don't need to, but yeah. I blessed them literally. I mean, or if I felt like something was wrong, I would, um, for people, I would just uh, pray and do energy work and um, ask permission from God first to make sure it was for, you know, best and highest good. And, and then I would copy paste that to whoever in the world would need it. <laughs> right. Like, I don't even have to know who you are, but if there's a need, you can receive it. Yep. You know, like that. So 
How can uh, people can get in touch with you, uh, right? 202-780-9212. And you do a lot of remote healings and they can find that um, on your website here, the healprofoundly.com. Yeah, healprofoundly.com. Um, I'm on Instagram as heal underscore profoundly. That's my professional doctor one. I have a graffiti one too, which is much more popular than my healing one. It's funny. Um, and well, uh, I mean, I get that. I mean, people love artwork. They love music. So yeah, no, that's yeah, cool. yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, I have all the links through my website there, healprofoundly.com. You can find me through there. But um, yeah, best way, you know, phone call. I still do those once in a while or uh, just an email or whatever. Yeah. Or text. I texted you. I'm like, hey, um, I, 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 I'm not sure. I, I don't know if you can see the um, um, the comments uh, from. Uh, I think it's I think he's just being sarcastic. Uh, is, do you can you read that over there or no? No, no. Okay, I think we're oh, going to It looks like sarcasm. comments here. Yeah, it looks like sarcasm to me. The last... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, because, you know, sometimes I'm naive. I'm just going to yeah. tell you that, like, I get naive. I'm like, so what's that? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't do that type of work, but yeah, sorry. What's that? I don't do that type of work, but sorry, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I hear you. Um so we're at our one hour, but I would love to have you come back and we could do a deeper dive in some other areas. I, I, you are, um, your energy is so profound. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, and the fact that you were able, and I want to say able to open your heart to feel that kind of love that made you vibrate. That's, I mean... There's not a lot of people in the world that can do that, you know. I mean, there's more than what we probably realize, but, um, you know, like the Dalai Lama, right? So, <laughs> but, you know, um, you know, I think it's important that people know what's possible. And so thank you for coming on the show and to share with them what's possible in life, right? That kind of love kind of spirituality yeah yeah you're, you're welcome thank you for having me on and um yeah it's been it's been a journey and um i'm excited to the rest for the rest of it yeah yeah and so we're gonna share this show i will uh, upload it to podbean they will distribute the show to amazon audible spotify iHeartRadio, samsung um i don't know name a podcast channel <laughs> Um, so, and YouTube, it'll be on, um, it's on YouTube, of course. And then we'll, we've already put it on Facebook as a YouTube link, but it won't be on Facebook because, you know, Facebook, uh, um, had a bad moment. So <laughs> had a bad moment in time. So, um, so I wish you a happy new year. Um, January 2nd, uh, we'll have, uh, Michelle Froge, the rock star coach. She's also an intuitive and a healer. And she'll be joining us right after the new year. And I think what we're talking about on that day, give me one moment, is um, I guess it's not going to, I'm not, uh, I think we're talking about breakthroughs. Uh, like, you know, what's blocking you from getting to where you need to go, right? Which is energy. Spoiler alert. We're just going to help you remove that energy. <laughs> so, 
Um, let me end the show. And if you want to hang out just one second, we'll um, get that going. Sure.